Good afternoon, Mr. Clay Well. How are you this evening? I am doing great, sir. It's wonderful to be coming at live from the Two Minds Studios. I don't think we're really live. I mean, we're re- this is pre-recorded, right? Well, I mean, by the time anybody else hears it, but we're live <laughs> right now. I, dude, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling sometimes like I, I don't know if I am or not, but <laughs> worked myself into a grave, right? Okay. Well, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to call it live because we're live. We're, we're, we're recording live. We are live right now. And yes, we are in the Two Minds Podcast uh, studio, which right. um, has had a few little things change in it. I've added some like artwork and things like that. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, we, I'm always buying or, or trading around on something. So, um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that um, here in a couple of episodes, we're, we're, we're going to get a special guest. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, hopefully. We, we've we're got, working we've on got it. some some feelers out there. Um so hopefully that will happen. Um, yeah. We're coming up on 50 episodes here really soon. Quick, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Two more and then it's 50. Yeah. That's this, awesome. This, this 48, then, you know, we'll be right at 50. Yes. Yes, indeed. You know, we've been doing this now for what? Three years right at it? Three, yeah, I think so. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. And so unlike our um, counterparts in Utah that have like 400 episodes out by now, Right. Those guys well, are like religiously every week arguing with one another. Well, I got I got to say though, here lately they are on a two mind sabbatical. Um, oh yeah, yeah they uh, they've they've they're on a little hiatus. They've been taking a break for several weeks now. Really? Yeah. I was talking to Bob like via Facebook um, the other day, just like through messaging, but. Um, I didn't know that they were taking a hiatus. I guess I, I, I listen to their podcasts, but like I'll listen to them in blocks. Like yeah. I'll listen like three or four or five, and well, then I I get busy, and then there's there's I just seems like I don't have the time, and then I'll catch a bunch more, and then so yeah. On well, so where they're on like three hour time difference, right? Because right now, which will soon be over. By the way, I was going to say Jake. He's changing jobs. He's going back to civvy, right? He's going back to civilian life, right? Uh, Actually, he's probably on the road now because he's driving back. Yeah, yeah. He was so in Cali. No, Virginia. No. Oh, he, okay. So he went. He was over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Three. That's why there's a three hour difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Bob's he was he was on the east coast. Uh, yeah. His deployment is over. He's. Uh, I'm not sure when, but he has to go through debriefing and decommissioning and all that. Right. And then uh, I think he's still on guard rotation. Right. But like his his deployment is over at that point. Yeah, I was, it was, gonna, so it was what I was thinking that I, I'd seen a post that said that he was going to. Um, he's he's. Well, I think he called it civvy button down or something like civilian yeah. button down. Yeah. I was like, that's 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 kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, because he works in an <laughs> office cubicle type job. So yeah, IT he, or something, right? Because I know he was yeah. talking about IT. So yeah, yeah he does uh, phone support. Cool. Yeah. So cool. he's going back to that life in Salt Lake City, uh, and he's. Taking advantage, the Navy will pay him so many hours a day for driving. Nice. So he's going to drive as long as they pay him. And, and then, then hang out. Hang out, drive again the next day. <laughs> and so he's going to take it slow going back. But he's, yeah, he's making his way back home now. And I think they're probably going to start cranking them out weekly again once they get there. But they've been, weekly. they've been keeping up with it, but yeah. they've had scheduling conflicts. And then, you know, where Jake was on deployment. Yeah. There were times where he was unavailable or he had, just something that he had to take care of for right. the Navy business that 
you know, he was he him. was arguing with other people. He was quarreling with other people, not well, not with 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 Bob. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be kicking out episodes again soon because uh, they and they had some technical glitches. They they did do like two or three episodes where they were, but where they're recording remotely. Like either one of the mics didn't record or the audio got desynced. And then like another time, uh, the recording just stopped and they didn't realize it. So they just had this whole big conversation with one another. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was <laughs> no, no recording. One listening. Yeah. And there was no recording later. So they, I think that's, I think them. after they had like three glitches like that consecutively when they were trying to record, they were just like, forget it. It's close to us you know, being back in, in the same building together, we'll just wait. Right. And right. occasionally Bob will get somebody in Salt Lake to come down and do an episode with him, Fran or um, Red. Yeah. I, I don't know her name, yeah, but I they call know. her Red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one of them will come down and do, but yeah. So I think he's just going to hold off until they're back in the same town where they can get together and record like we do that's cool that's yeah. cool i'd love to be able to get with them again uh, you know if they get back over in you know big blue nation or if we head out that direction i don't know i mean it may happen it may not but i'd love to go out there and either sit in with them um you know and and uh and you know chat or have them back on two minds i think that would be awesome we're just do like the what we did before where right. we recorded like you know our episode and then their episode which was flipping phenomenal I, yeah. I i had so much fun that day that was a lot of fun yeah and then uh they've got uh which i thought was kind of i don't know it's not funny but it was one of those little quirks i guess yeah so jake since he's been here yeah has a new house in utah so he'll get to go so be in his new house. So they like his wife moved them while well, they he were was gone? they were in the process of selling a, their house and buying a new one huh. when he found out that he was going to have to come to the East Coast. Right. And I think maybe he like. So is this the, like sight unseen for him? No, or no, no. no. He, he's, he's been, been there. there but, okay. But okay. I, I think technically he still lived at the old house when he left. Right. <laughs> and now he doesn't anymore. Now that he has a new address. So this will be like his first living in the new place. Nice. So he gets to go home to a new home. Well, congratulations, yeah. Jake. <laughs> It'll be awesome for him. I'm happy for him. That is very cool. Very cool. So is yeah. inter- I mean, we're we're like on the brink of a new school year. Um, Coming up quick, yeah. yeah. So, and I, my little one is starting kindergarten. You know, she did the memorial thing last year where she was in, you know, preschool, but this year she's starting elementary school. She's starting kindergarten. Yours, I've are, got one going into second grade, yeah, and one is her first year of high school. That is insane, isn't it? So it is, yeah. Like, um, and I hadn't really said any, and I've not really said anything much on you know via social media or anything like that. Um, I was hired back as a teacher, um, initially at the high school. And then that changed to me going back to the elementary school. I, there was an opening that came open and the, uh, the principal called me and said, Hey, you need to come back. So I'm going to be teaching at the elementary school again this year. So yay, I'm awesome. back in the classroom. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm in the that's same good. building with my kiddo. So that's really going to be awesome. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yep. Yeah, so she's going to be able to be like, Dad, I need Kona ice money. And I'm going to be like, okay, here's more, more money. <laughs> right? 
But I think it's handy, though. I mean, being in the same building, I think that's going to be good. And plus, she's had a little bit of nerves um, here recently. And then when I told her, I was like, hey, guess what? Daddy's going to be like at your school. That's where I'm going to be working. I'm going to be a teacher there. And she was like, in my class? And I was like, no, 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 not in your class, right. but I'll be in the building. And she right. was like, oh. So after going over there and showing her how close I am to where she's going to be, she's the, the nerves have settled. So that's, that's really good. awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was a big adjustment for our youngest because uh, she did kindergarten during the first bout of COVID. Oh, yeah. That so it was all year was crazy from virtual from home. Yeah, she, virtual. she did all virtual. So she didn't go in the building at all. Didn't set foot in the building. Okay. Because I know that I want to say they started out maybe like a, um, I know one year that it's like we, we left in um, March, it was, I think, or. Yeah, I think it was March or May. I can't remember. But we left, didn't come back the rest of that year. And then the following year, I was thinking that they were in for like a week or two here and there. And then it was mostly virtual. But Well, they had the option. So the the COVID technically hit the year before. And right. then when she started, or the school year before, same, the same calendar year but it was this the prior school year. yeah so and then like 1920 and then 2021 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh when she started was the 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 fall of after covid had hit in like february right and then she started that fall and so uh they they had the option to go in class we chose to put her on Virtual only. And yeah. and the older the older daughter also we did virtual only right. that year. Because we just felt like it's a smart move. I mean there was too we much really risk. Did, we didn't, there we was didn't too, know all, all that was going on. Right. We didn't and vaccines weren't out there and all from, of that. From from so. the parent perspective, we didn't really understand how the disease was spreading exactly. We didn't understand how the uh, the efficacy of the vaccines, the mass mandates, where they helped or not helped, because the there was a lot. Uh, of there doubt. was a lot of back and forth yeah. on that, and for dumb reasons, in my opinion, like the CDC saying not to wear masks because they were ineffective, just so that they wouldn't get panic bought out. Right, was dumb. Yeah, but they never should have done that because then that just started this whole. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah, we could. But and then they both went in person all year last year right so uh now i gotta say i think the the second grader is much more looking forward to school starting back than the kid going straight into high school this year oh yeah because she feels a little intimidated like she's never been in a school building that has two two stories oh yeah so it's like upstairs and downstairs yeah and then the layout of the building she's just unfamiliar to her and so but i understand that we did the open house couple days ago uh, for both of them the i think the the elementary schools was tuesday and the high school was thursday i believe yeah and so we went to both of those and both kids were really excited the second grader was really just so excited her her teacher was super nice and she was really i don't know exactly what she's talking about but there's a there's a cabinet that has a plant in it and apparently (laughs) that's just amazing to her that there's a plant there in a cabinet (laughs) Probably fake. Probably. <laughs> but she was just enthralled by the fact that there was a plant in that cabinet and there's a sink in the classroom. Now, that is cool. That is very cool. Um, the So, like, the some of the, the classrooms that, you know, in the school that I'm working in have their own bathroom. So they have, like, 
a private bathroom for that class. I so think if the kids need to go, they can go. And it, normally it's like the, the, the primary primary, like the kindergarten. Right. Um, but yeah. So, and then like, I want to say the first grade, even their bathroom is like literally straight across from hall from their class. So they just like walk like 15 foot and they're in the bathroom. So that's kind of cool right. too. Yeah. So she's all excited <laughs> about the plant and the sink. Nice. She that's just cool sink. And then, like I said, going into high school, <clears throat> it's a big difference. Uh, and, I don't know how much time they get between classes. We ask a couple of the teachers. It's not long. We're talking like three to five minutes at the most. I was thinking, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, And her first class is on one side of the building in one of the little side hallways. Yeah. And then her second class is all the way at the other, lengthwise, all the way at the other end of the building. So when she goes to her locker in the morning, she's going to well, grab well, stuff. Well, they don't for, have lockers. No lockers? Okay, well, then she's going to be packing things around with her. So, her yeah. So that's good. So I was yeah. going to say she's going to want to basically grab things for multiple classes so that way she can only make like one right. pit stop a day or something. But, right. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, something, and something too, that's really cool that, I, 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 that I'm seeing now is a lot of the things that they're needing in class either stays in class or is on the Chromebooks or yeah. on the computer. So you don't have to really pack around a whole lot of things. Like I can remember whenever I was in school, I'm sure you were the same way. Oh, yeah. The backpack weighed like 100 pounds, it felt like, you know. Yeah. And I mean, there was we and, kept books in there for like four or five classes. So you're hitting on one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, there, there, there does not exist a thing known as a textbook anymore. Uh, everything's like a, workbooks. Apparently, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's frustrating because I remember when I was in school, all the teachers complaining that the parents didn't care, the parents didn't try to help, the parents didn't. And I had a textbook. Right. <clears throat> Our kids have no textbooks. No, they and, don't. And, and my older daughter has a little bit of difficulty with math on occasion, and I don't mind to try to help her because I'm fairly good at math, but the problem is... She has no textbook to bring home so that I can read the lesson and then teach her the way that the textbook is, is wanting to have it done. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the teachers are just like, eh. Like every teacher I've encountered about this problem, they're just like, eh. Oh, well, it's not well, my problem. Okay, so uh, and I'm like, can can we not get a photocopy? Can you please send me? No. Well, no, here, here's no. the thing: a lot of times the teacher doesn't have a textbook. Like there is, they have to have something that they're teaching from. They we do, like the teachers do, but a lot of times that's online now, and we have we have a specific login that's a teacher. Then screenshot login. it and send it to me. Yeah, there's ways. Like well, I mean, a concerned yes, parent happen. is trying to get the information to help their child, and every teacher is just like, "Yeah, well, tough." Yeah, that's not cool. And I'm like, "How hard is it for you to take a couple?" I mean, I understand that if you had 200 students and everybody needs this, then that could be a problem. But now, if that were if that were the case, then there sh- then they w- there there should be something addressed saying, "Okay, we need to have this resource out there for the parents." Right. So yeah, but but I'm just saying, like you know, as a concerned parent trying to help my child yeah. reaching out asking for assistance and it's just like eh, well eh. no there's no books there's nothing we can do wow like <laughs> okay great thanks i'm glad my child is struggling in your class that makes me feel awesome so and the, I can't do so so she has a textbook or not a textbook but a, a workbook that she'll bring no. home with her there's no workbook no, is it no just workbooks work? no nothing they're is like well she online? takes notes 
No, they have they have verbal instruction in class, and they're like, "Well, she's supposed to be taking notes." And oh, I'm like, "Well, no, if no. she doesn't understand whoa, what wait, you're wait, teaching wait, wait. her, no, wait, how does she take here, notes?" Here's my my question then. So, if there's no workbook and there's no, she's not doing things online. What is she having? Like, what are you, what is she doing then? Like, is she bringing worksheets home or what? No, she has nothing to bring home. Everything has to be left in the classroom. No, I'm asking you. Okay, I guess I, I don't know because she's not allowed to bring it home. <laughs> I know, I know, but you so so she never has homework. No. Okay, I was thinking that you were saying that to but help she my child have, but with she her doesn't homework. understand. Okay, she doesn't understand the math problem. Okay, with what's going on in the classroom, she's failing tests. Okay. She does okay on the daily work, but she's failing tests. She doesn't understand the instruction in the room. She doesn't understand how to do the problems. She has nothing that she's allowed to bring home. I reach out to the teachers to try to I get help okay. so that I can learn how to do the stuff so that I can give her example problems and work through them with her. And, and they're like nothing. Nah, well, See, now, okay, so um, c- coming from the other side of it, right. the teacher side of it, that me is not a, should not be a thing because every teacher's edition of everything that's out there, especially the digital stuff, has supplemental like worksheets that can be sent home. It has downloadable instructions that can be sent home. It has um, all of these resources that can be. All you have to do is click on it, print, and they can, and that stuff could be sent home. Right. So and that is not. That is failure on that teacher's part. I'm just going to say it. That's my that's my issue. It's just yeah. two years of the teacher doesn't care. Right. And it's extraordinarily frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, and it's, because there's such a shortage of teachers that right. are out there, that teacher is pretty much locked in place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Here's some things, though, about the high school specifically that boggles my mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. As a former student... Myself, this high school, Southwestern High School, yeah, does trimesters. Yes, they don't do semesters. Yeah, they, they don't do, do that quarters. up here. They do up here at Pulaski High they School. They do trimesters. Yeah. So, looking at my older daughter's schedule, yeah, right. Just gonna example. It's not exactly how it is, but example. She has algebra one A, okay. the first trimester yeah and she has teacher john smith okay first trimester okay second trimester she has algebra 1b but it's not the same class period it's a different class period okay so it goes from like first period to like fourth period okay and now her teacher is jane doe right totally different instructor Uh uh-huh for the second part of the class Right. How? What do you mean how? It's the same class. You're going in the middle of a class from one teacher to another teacher. You're going to have to learn a whole new instruction method, a whole new instruction style, a whole new daily plan. Because I guarantee you both those teachers don't teach the same way. Right. How is that fair to the students? And then, and then the third trimester, it goes from fourth period to second period, and it's a completely different teacher. Right. 
So I, it's, I don't, it's, I don't. it's not, it's no different really though than when you were, uh, you and I were in school when we did semesters. So we had like the first half of the year and the second half of the but year. But my teacher stayed the same. That may be, but okay. So and let's, my, so let's, let's put it this way. Let's, let's look at the other flip side to this. And my schedule didn't change. Okay. So, but let's look at the flip side to this. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So let's say you have algebra one. For that year. Right. You're going to be in there first semester and second semester, and John Smith is your teacher. Yep. By the second week of school, John Smith and you cannot stand to look at one another, and you are in a terrible situation now because you're not learning anything in his class, and he's frustrated with you, and there's no teaching being done. Wait, 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 wait. I know, you, I know what you're about to say. At some point... That breakover needs to happen. Get that student in somewhere else where they're seeing something different. So maybe that new technique or that different teacher can reach that student in a different way. I mean, I, yeah, if and, and possibly I understand that and I could see where, you know, yeah, maybe that's a thing. It's all about differentiation but, right there. But my problem is it, it's the same class. It's one class. So yeah, it's, it has one like a, a beginning point and an end point for that year. Right. It's algebra one. Yeah. It's one class yeah. for the entire year. It's, it's just, just cut three up different, into three, three different teachers. Yeah. You've got three different instructors. And I mean, how do you know coming in? Right. You got a whole different teacher, a whole different class period, a whole different group of students. Yeah. What if, what if teacher one a his entire class was struggling and he was having to slow down and he was, he didn't get as far as he was supposed to. Okay. That's and then teacher one B is like, okay, well I got to lesson 28. So now we're on lesson 29 and, and one a class is like, uh, no, we were on lesson 17. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's, again, that's where, like, I just don't think it's fair. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes though. There, um, these the the teachers having meetings and and those students being specifically placed where they need to be because that teacher is teaching that class all through the day they're not teaching just that one class period they've got all seven class periods right oh, yeah yeah i know so effectively five. five okay yeah. so five class periods so effectively what they're doing at the end of that first trimester is they're looking at those students and they're saying okay where is this student mathematically in this class, put them with uh, the group of students that they're that they're working with. But their and, schedules and, already made. <laughs> They've already got their second their second trimester schedules already made. The third trimester schedules already made. So there is no debate on performance to sign the classes next term. It's already done. So that's see, my that's, problem. Yeah, there's there's that's an my issue problem. there. Yeah, it's like they've already assigned them the next the next term. How do they know? That means that means the pacing with those three teachers have to be spot on. Exactly. Regardless of what students are doing. Exactly. That's my problem. Yeah. You can't teach to the class if you're teaching to the curriculum. Yeah. If you're teaching to a timetable, you can't teach to the students you have. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that bothers me. 
I mean, I understand that bothers me as a teacher. I understand the, the administration. Way. I understand the administration has set it up the way they have, and the teachers don't really have a lot of say. And I'm not angry with the teachers, but the way that's set up is you can't teach to your class. You have to teach to a timetable, and if somebody gets left behind, oh well. And the whole structure of testing on like state level, right. which is what determines funding in yeah. places, and all of that is tied to all of that specific timetable and are you making sure everything is covered between the here and now because i mean you're right it's 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 a system of uh schedules and that's about what it is <laughs> but that that leaves the teacher going okay i've got to do the best that i can in this class for this kid yeah i know i know i just i that i didn't like yeah <clears throat> and it came across that i didn't like other things but that's that was my issue that yeah. was my issue with it was the the um i just felt like it because i already know that my child has trouble with this subject right and the way it's set up if she doesn't get it she's gonna get left behind right they and, have no choice and at that point you know i've, I've always heard and that i've had so much trouble in the last two years with the teachers, uh, granted, it was a, a different school, right? So, and I'm I, I don't know this teacher. Could this be teacher phenomenal. May be awesome, and he may may be able to help me with the stuff that I need to help her, right? And it may be great, but I'm just saying, given my last two years of experience, I haven't had great luck getting assistance from the teachers. Yeah, and so it leaves me worried Pretty about good. what might happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I can completely see that, completely see that. And so, like what, what I was about to say, too, is I've always heard that um, a student having one a t one terrible teacher, one bad teacher, right. that one year of bad teacher, it takes three to catch them up. It takes the next three years I could see to get it. them back. So I could see it, yeah. Because yeah. when I was in college, I had a teacher that was teaching a class he should not have been, and I suffered for it. Because when I went, because it was the same type of situation, like it was part one of a class. And right. when I went to part two of a class with a different teacher, the normal instructor that that would normally have taught both parts, I was so far behind everybody that was in his first part Yeah, that I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And it was like, it, it took a lot of hard work for me to catch up by the end of that term to everybody else and see because my first term my first part teacher was so bad see and that's you know being a teacher for years you right. know a few years now they talk about you know all of the scaffolding and the um the 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 foundational building that has to be done especially with math i mean that's the right. big one if you don't have those basic foundations then you know by the time you get to that eighth ninth grade year you're 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 sunk so yeah, it's that's that's it's scary and it's terrible. It sucks, um, and I hope that this year is different for you. I so hope that this year is different for you. Right. Um, and if it's not, holler at me. <laughs> well, because that's yeah. what I'm going to be teaching math. <laughs> yeah, my my biggest problems is I tried to help her before and I just got it worse because I know the way I was taught to do things 30 years ago. Yeah. Right. And now they're common core. Yeah. And I know nothing about common core. And so I could show her how to get the right answer. 
but it's all the modeling. But she still missed the. She would still get it marked wrong because she because didn't she do didn't it. do it the right way. So yeah, see, and that's something. And that, I'm like, I'm like, to me, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. You're, you're because not if you wrong. go if you go to work <laughs> if you go to work and your boss says, hey, do this thing and get me the answer. Your boss doesn't give two craps what you do to get the answer as long as you give him the correct answer. That's right. You're that's all your boss right. cares about. And that frustrated me because yeah. she could understand the way I was telling her to do it and she would get the right answer and still get it counted wrong. Yeah. And I, because she was not using the technique. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't know the technique because the stupid teacher wouldn't give me the lessons so that I could learn the technique <laughs> and teach her the technique the way that they wanted to have it done. Yeah. So I was triple angry. Yeah. I can tell your, I mean, your like face it, is red right now. It, your blood pressure's it, up. It, it frustrates me to no end. Like <laughs> my kid is smart. Yes, she's super smart. She can do it. The instructor maybe doesn't have time. I understand you got thirty kids. It's not your fault. You don't have time to one on one every child in the class. But when you've got a parent that's trying to help, yeah. Halfway, man. Meet me halfway. Yeah. Send. Take us screenshot of the lesson plans let her take a picture of it with her phone they wouldn't even let her do that i was like let her bring no she can't have her phone out in school i'm like just let her take her phone out for five seconds at the end of at the end of the day and take a picture of your lesson no so that way she knows what she's doing yeah, yeah. no i like what else can you do as That's a parent when, well, here, the next step is you call the principal and you say listen this is what's going on between me and this teacher and I'm getting frustrated, and my child's about to be jerked out of your school if if things don't change. And it's, I mean, that's that's pretty much what you've got to do. I mean, it, when it comes right down to it, we're here for the kids. That's what, the teachers are here for the kids. Right. The system is here for the money. Of course. Yeah. So when you start saying, "Hey, I'm about to pull my kid out of your school." They, they listen at that point. So, but yeah, the next step is administration. And if they don't listen, the board. At that point, they're going to listen. Because when you get superintendent or assistant superintendent calling that administrator and saying, why is this parent calling me? Have you take, not taken care of this? Then that, that then it's going to come down to that teacher. And it's good. I mean, it, yeah. And right. I, and, well, but and I don't, then, I don't want to think you don't want that to fall back on the student, right? Because eventually that's where I mean, because it all rolls downhill, right? Yeah. So you're right, but I mean, you would be in the, completely in the right calling them out on that, one hundred percent. It's right. frustrating. So from this side, it's frustrating. Like I've never been in a position in my life, yeah, for myself, asking for help and just flat out being denied. Yeah. But this is a person outside of my scope of realm of influence. And I have nothing that I can do. <laughs> There's no string to pull, huh? Right. I have no pressure I can exert to say, like, you know, no, no, you need to do something to help me. I mean, that's the thing so is, is just, you just go over their head. That's the only thing you can do. I guess I could, but I was afraid it would result in retaliation. Yeah. And. And it shouldn't. And if it does at that at that point, that's whenever you step in again and you go, listen, buddy, <laughs> pal, this is not going to happen. 
Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Sorry. we could go on about this because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is a huge subject. It is. Um, but anyway, yeah, there are other things that have happened in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the open house experience. I've got my fingers crossed. Um, everything seemed positive. Yeah. Everybody said things that made me feel better about the situation. A little more reassured. Right. Yeah. My only issue was that, again, I found out that the, even in high school, there's no textbooks. Yeah, there isn't. And um, it just, like, I don't, So my, as I a like, taxpayer, I just want to know, where's my money oh, going? Oh, well, no, you know, here's, like, workbooks. Okay, so um, I'm teaching, right, this year? So, Artificial turf? Is that where my money's going? Because I really don't give a dang. Yeah, I know. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I need to run that's for school ex- board. That's expensive, by the way. Let me just tell you, that's expensive. I know so, it's expensive, and in my opinion, completely oh. unnecessary. So, um, I, I had I hosted an open house, you know, Thursday night. Right. So, um, all of the students and parents that came in were super, super gracious, um, and the kids are going to be phenomenal this year. I mean, they're they every one of them was like absolutely precious. They're awesome. Um, that third grade level, because so I'm like that eight nine year old level. Right. So that it's it's going to be fun. I can tell you that. Um, and you were talking about not having a textbook. Yeah, we don't have textbooks. We we have workbooks. And now, I mean, it looks like the old school textbook, but the kids can write all in it. What? And that's where tech, tax money is going. Any, and they can bring it, take it home. They're allowed to bring it home. Then why can't my kids? I don't know. Ever. I don't know. I don't. That, I, that that's must, what that's bugs a teacher me. thing. That's not a, a district thing. Let so, them bring it home. Yeah. So, like, we're going to have, I have actually. The kids are going to have four different things because I'm teaching math and social studies. Right. So we'll be they'll have their math workbook, the big one. Mm -hmm. They will have a like a minutes a day um, supplement to their math called Simple Solutions, um, where they have like ten little problems that they just do quickly. That will come home with them every single day. Okay. Um, They will have a handwriting book. We're teaching cursive again. Tell me that's not awesome. I, I mean that, uh, yeah. But uh, we're teaching cursive again. Hey, I'm okay. just going to tell you, there's an entire generation of kids. If you want to hide something from them, just write it in cursive because no. they don't know how to read it. Oh yeah. Okay. I I think teaching cursive is fine. I got no problem with that. My question is, why is the math teacher teaching cursive? Um, every teacher is teaching it, so oh, they're okay, teaching okay. it to their homeroom. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, um, so every teacher in the building is teaching cursive. Okay. Um. Like a handwriting class. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but now the, the, I'm the, also teaching social studies. So I will right. have a 90 minute block of math and okay. then math class will end and then I'll have social studies. And actually it'll rotate between social studies and that's when I'll get my handwriting class in as well. So we'll, we'll have okay. a couple of days of that. And I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking probably like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday social studies and like a Tuesday, Thursday handwriting. So I got a quick question. Uh huh. At third grade. Yeah. What is the social studies? Um, like, big picture things. Community, like um, what is it to be a citizen? Um, okay. We, there, it, it briefly touches on like Kentucky studies, but it's just like thing the big things about the state. Okay, because honestly, I don't remember grade school, like class Having, to class. Yeah. I mean, I know we had social studies, but I can't, like I don't really start remembering social studies until it got into like eras. 
like U.S. history, like and, histories, yeah. yeah, like world yeah. history, yeah, U.S. history, world civ, yeah, all yeah. That stuff. That's yeah. when I start remembering. But like, that was like sixth or seventh. I was going to say think. that's middle school to high school. So, so this I, one, I can't remember what the grade school ones were. Yeah, this one's <laughs> so, more like citizenship. Um, okay, different types of communities, okay. culture, what that is, things of like the 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 generalized. Okay, um, we don't get into like you know the the nitty gritty of what what caused World War Two or anything, but <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it'll, it's the big picture items. Okay. Pretty much. Right on. All right. So, and I'm looking forward to it because, um, I mean, I've been out of the classroom now, uh, th- three years effectively. And I, th- th- like just getting back in, setting the room up, getting everything ready, uh, meeting the kids and the parents, it, it was like, it was like a breath of fresh air. It really was nice. It was, it, it was nice. nice. Like I came, came home exhausted, but smiling. There you go. <laughs> I see you're talking about teaching cursive writing. Yes. So my now high schooler is one of those people that doesn't really yeah. know cursive. So she keeps telling me about how her boyfriend. Yeah. And they've been together like four years now. So, okay. Um, but how he talks in cursive. And I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like he, you can't talk in cursive. talks in cursive. That's <laughs> what she says. <laughs> She tells me, oh, yeah, he talks in cursive. And I'm like, cursive is a style of writing. <laughs> let, you me, can't, let me show you this. <laughs> you, you can't talk in cursive. Does he slur things together? I think that's kind of what she's saying. Yeah, because she won't. She says she can't do it right. So she won't even try to do it. But, so he must just. But when he's on the phone, she won't let me ask him. I'm like, because I want to get him to like. You need to. You need to be like, dude, I need to hear. Because I want to know how you talk in cursive. I've got to figure this out. <laughs> like, I want to know what Inquiring talking in cursive. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> like, I know how to write in cursive. <laughs> That's but phenomenal. But I do not know how to talk in cursive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that was a brand new one on me. I was like, talking in cursive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear this. I do when too. You, when you figure it out, you're gonna have to call me and be like, "Okay, dude, he really did it. I, I couldn't believe it, but he did it." Or yeah, yeah this dude's just lazy. He just slurs his stuff together. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I'm figuring. Yeah, it's like it must be like a like run-in kind of structured or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's definitely odd. It, it was a weird thing for her to say, and I was just like, "What now?" Wow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've heard of speaking foreign languages. I've Even never heard pig of Latin. Right. I've never heard of speaking uh you know, like can, can he speak person. italics? Uh, uh, or or maybe like there's some boldness in his speech. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to us because we're we're totally picking on this dude. Uh, no, I don't think anybody listens to us. It's okay. Uh, Australia. Yeah. That all the bots glitch. in Australia listen all to the, us. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know what? There are some happy computers out there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So um, talking about all of this mm-hmm. school stuff, um, we are getting ready to start the school year. And unfortunately, nationwide, there is a massive shortage of teachers. And it's it's affecting everything um even to the point that we had a new teacher hired monday no yeah yeah monday or tuesday and open house was thursday 
So, I mean, it's that fast. Um, So, yeah, it's killing, like, morale in the buildings is low. Um, And there are so many factors that are involved with, you know, why we are where we are. Um, there was some statistics that I was I was looking over here, um, and it was it it says that there. I mean, of course, we're facing this critical teacher shortage. That's what they keep saying, and we've been seeing this for years now. Um, but the the one thing that really stood out to me was this: says seventy two percent of current teachers are at risk of leaving their jobs. Seventy two percent, either through retirement, okay, uncertainty. Because we've had a lot of political unrest um, over the last few years. Um, now I can see that, especially in the state, but I didn't know nationally that was nationally. We, I mean, the, the teacher shortage is coast to coast. Okay, um, I can understand it in Kentucky. Like yeah. I, I fully understand why we're having problems here. Yeah, yeah. But thank you, Matt Bevin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, I don't understand. Sh- like nationally, I didn't know it was as big of an issue. Yeah, it it is. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, like I want to say it was well. Oh. I guess I guess if you don't want to wear Kevlar to work every day, maybe you don't want to be a teacher. I mean, really, <laughs> that's that's the thing too. We, I mean, even sitting in in opening day like meetings, they were talking about the safety of the students and the safety safety of the staff, and you know what what part of the buildings and what part of of the routine that we have in the day is vulnerable. And unfortunately, I mean, we should not have to have that discussion. We should not. No. But we do. We yeah. have to. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, and they were you told- should not, you, I, sh- I as a teacher should not say it's scary to go to school. Yeah. And they were telling us about shooter drills. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, the last year that I was teaching before leaving, right. you know, you know, the classroom, um, I went through active shooter training. Right. And I mean, it was Kentucky state police coming in. There was, they fired rifles inside the building. So we would know what it would sound like in, you know, when, right. if that happens, I mean, it wasn't in the same room with us, but there was like down the hall. So and they, they were probably were like, firing blanks. They were, right? Um, but they were firing those. So we knew, and they were like, so where did it come from? And we had to pinpoint and be able to, you know, determine, this is not cool in an elementary school. It's not cool in any. This is not cool in any school. Any school, college, Nothing. down to elementary. It's, yeah, yeah, no, it's unacceptable. So and like the 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 horse pucky that went down at Uvalde or Uvalde or however you say that town in Texas. Yeah. Every one of them people needs to be fired. Absolutely, every single one of them. Absolutely. Like, the door not having the lock or whatever. Oh, I'm not talking about the faculty. No, no, I'm, I'm talking I'm, about the police. Well, I'm going to start there. Because there's where it began. The yeah, that but, was known. That was a yeah. known issue. It should have been fixed. Yeah. That's where we start. And then from there, we can continue all the way through the very end of the situation. Yeah. Everybody involved. It was like a cascade of failures. Absolutely it yeah. was. It was ridiculous. So yeah. Um I mean the good thing, I guess, I should say I mean can't really say it's a good thing, but we do have safety resource officers now in every building, every school. That is a state mandated thing now. Well, um, something. Yeah. That's more than some so places we have. have. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a uniformed officer that is armed and trained for those types of situations. Now, 
again, hopefully it's not a Uvalde situation if ever it ever comes up. But, right. Um, uh, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> Speaking of scary and kind of sad and depressing, um, you know, just recently here, we, we live in Kentucky. I don't think I don't mind sharing that information. Yeah. Um, and just recently in eastern Kentucky, which is a little bit east of where we are, uh, they have recently had some pretty severe flooding issues. They have indeed. I think we had somewhere in the neighborhood of six to ten inches of rain in a very short period of time. A very short. We're talking like less than twelve hour time frame, and the 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 average is nine inches. That's what I've been reading. Um, okay, fell within twelve hours, and then they said some of it came down like a couple of inches within like half hour, 45 minutes, and then it would slack off a little bit, and then another just massive downpour. Right. And, of course, you know, the hills of Kentucky were, are not are not suitable for that that kind of Right, event. yeah, especially where this happened. Like, like, where all this happened was in far eastern Kentucky in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. In that area, in the foothills. And a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people asking online, because they're not familiar with what's going on. They're like, how can six six eight inches of rain cause that much flooding. Well, if you don't understand, it's because of surface area. So you get six inches of rain spread out over a big, huge, wide area. It's not that big of a deal. But what happens when you're over in those areas, like in Eastern Kentucky, where it's very hilly and mountainous, all that rain falls equally on the ground but then immediately starts running downhill. Right. So your valleys end up becoming rivers. Right. And where your rivers are just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you wind up with communities underwater. And I think we've had several fatalities already. And they they only expect those numbers to go up. I think at the like when we've recorded this, I think that the official number is 37 at the moment. Right. Um, and they're expecting, they said, over the next few weeks, even those numbers to increase. Um, I actually even was, you know, looking at, at uh, you know, some of the headlines here. And um, there was pictures of rescue crews like neck deep water still that was full of debris. And they were in that water because one of the the, the cadaver dogs had sniffed and barked and, and said that, you know, there's something in the water here could be an animal or right. human. But again, um, yeah, that they're, they're talking about that. Um, yeah, it, over the next few weeks, those numbers are climbing big time. Yeah. As the waters go down and they can access more areas, they expect to find more people. Yeah. And, you know, the one the one story I think that hit for with with me mm-hmm. was the story with the, the, the family that lost the four children. You've you've heard of that, right? In, in I have this, not. No, I've, been, I've we had some stuff going down at work recently. We had yeah. a guy quit. Yeah. And so I've just been slammed and I haven't. Well, I listen to a lot of NPR, of course, um, and yeah. I listen and I, I don't watch like major news outlets like I used to, I guess. During the Trumpian years, I watched a lot of news outlets because I, I felt like at any point in time I was going to get the 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 go ahead to run for the border. But <laughs> um, I haven't been listening to that much that, or watching that stuff so much. But I do listen to a lot of NPR and uh, um, our governor uh, Bashir. He mm-hmm. he was. Um, he was making an announcement the other day and and as he was reading names like he he stopped like you could tell the emotional like it hit 
it yeah. hit hard. Um, so this is in Knott County. Um, a a couple had sheltered in their mobile home um, in one of these flooded areas, and um, they couldn't get out. The water was already up; it was swift, and they ended up having to climb to the roof because the water was filling up the mobile home. Right. Um, they had four children with them, ages eight, six, four, and two. Um, the, um, it basically, it says, um, that they, the, the parents were on top of the trailer. The water kept rising to the point that it was sweeping around them. And then the mother says it got, the water was so strong. It literally ripped the children from her arms and they were gone. All four were found. None of the four lived. Mm. Um, and the words that Governor Bashir says, his, his words is, it says minors. They're children. The oldest one is in second grade. That was his words. Um, this is, it, I mean, devastating. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky is, is hurting right now. Yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 it has had a, had a hell of a blow. Yeah, I, w- I just had to go down there for work a few days ago, not to one of the severely flooded areas, but it was an area that has been affected by flooding, but the water's already receded there in Jackson, Kentucky is where I was. Yeah. And they have active National Guard deployments in Jackson. Yeah. They have, I don't know if it was FEMA, but there were multiple agencies, rescue agencies there. Uh, a few... Uh, I know at least for sure, a hundred percent, AT and T has rolled in mobile, their little mobile towers that they use to add coverage support. Yeah, uh, down there to help provide cell, cellular access for people that are coming into the area. Uh, I did see also P and G Procter and Gamble. Right. Um, they've they have uh, moved those the their mobile units in the tide trucks is what they call them, um, so people can like go in and wash clothing and things oh, like yeah. that. The mobile units that way, um, they've rolled out their tide trucks okay. and they're they're you know they're Sorry. they said they're setting up in like some community centers and centers of town and things like that, so people can bring things over and clean up and things of you know like that. Um, I even seen. Um, there was um, shower trucks, like what you would see with like the the um, rail crews yeah. that have brought their stuff in, set those up so people can have a, sh- a hot shower from like eight o'clock in the morning until like eight o'clock at night. That's open. Um, then there was another. Um, I don't know what the name of the company was. I cannot remember. You not Uline, maybe Uline, out of Florida that had those big Gator trailers. You know the big giant ones that normally haul like two or three or four cars on them. Yeah. Um, like stacked three deep in generators coming up there. So that way they can get, you know, some power back onto these places because they said that there's up to 50 bridges that are either damaged or completely out, which means people are locked on one side up these hollows and and in these valleys. And, you know, you, they, you can't reach them at this point. Yeah. So, well, and Bashir's address that he made the other day when the national guard, helicopter him down there yeah uh didn't i can't remember didn't he say there was a county that had like almost 90 percent of its roadways gone impacted yeah either br- busted underwashed right. undercut or or gone yeah. yeah 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 i mean that's crazy 90 percent yeah. of your roadways yeah i can't i mean uh, that's, that's that's 
I mean, that is that is on a level that is just un, unheard of. I mean, hurricanes yeah. don't do that. No. You know? Yeah. That's crazy to me. So, yeah. Um, like I say, Eastern Kentucky, is it, it's, it's, it's hurting right now. Um, so... There are um, ways that people can help if they want to. There you go. You know? That's what I was just thinking. Um, like, the American Red Cross. They yeah. are for sure over there working. Um, there are various organizations in Kentucky that are, you know, taking donations or, you know, or that are helping out. Um, and then, of course, you know, well, like I said, our National Guard is over there. Are you pulling up a list right now? I'm trying to find. Yeah, I, you said the Red Cross. I'm not a fan of the Red Cross. Um, they do go to a lot of these places to help out, but they also take a lot of the money to pay for their own administration, right? Um, and I know there are a few. There's one specifically here. It's called Eastern Kentucky Flood Response. Um, yeah. It's Crisis Response International (CRI). Um, that's one organization. Um, Apple Red. I think is one another one that's that's doing it. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a few um, that are out there. So, yeah. if if you need, if you have the need to, or you feel like you would like to help out, rather than physically going over there yourself, if you could help out financially to one of these, you know, one of these relief programs that are are over there that's doing the work, you know, a little donation is not going to hurt. Right. Yeah. For sure. And just look around. I'm, I'm terrible at the rapid Google, but um, <laughs> it, look around. You'll find some places. Red Cross, yes, they are helping. They are in the area. They are providing relief now. But there are places that where a larger percentage of your contribution will go to the people in need. Right. Right. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm not saying the Red Cross is a bad place to go, but there are places who don't take as much of the donation. The one thing I do like about <laughs> Red Cross, the the one thing that I can say about Red Cross is typically they are some of the first boots on the ground. Even if it, even if the money right. is, you know, going to their administration, you know, some of it is going to that. Um, like FEMA and things of that nature, they they're big, they're cumbersome, they are considered a rapid response team, but because they're big and cumbersome, it takes them a little bit longer to get moving. Where Red Cross seems to like be on the ground running a lot of times in situations like this. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, um, we've had that compounded on top of that. We have more rain in the forecast. Um, yeah. And not to mention the crazy, crazy heat that we have had in Kentucky over the last month, six weeks now. Um, we've been seeing temperatures high nineties to low not or high eighties to low nineties, with heat indexes uh, indices up around one hundred five to one ten. Um, humidity levels at eighty ninety. Um, there was one day I clicked on just to see because it felt like I was literally walking into a sauna, and it said one hundred percent humidity, and I'm like, <laughs> that means that there's water. And so, yeah. but I mean, that's the thing is is there's evidently on that meter, whatever that that instrument was that was reading the humidity was that there was enough there for it to say, yeah, I'm underwater. Um, so you have that on top of all of this craziness that's happening in eastern Kentucky. So these people are now 
without a home. They are in shelters or some sort of a makeshift shelter. And they're dealing with heat and more rain, not to mention the finding of family or friends and the digging out process, the, the, the trying to, um, you know, put their community back together. Did you see the crazy, um, like photos and stuff of that elementary school that was right on the the banks of the river that, that flooded? No, like I said, I haven't had, I haven't had, no. Um, I cannot remember right off hand where it was at. One Um, of, one of our local, while you're looking for that, one of our local churches here. Now there's been, we live not that far away, so we've got a lot of community support and a lot of the places here were taking food donations, like non-perishable food items. But uh, we don't really have any excess food and we don't really have the means at the moment to purchase a lot of excess food to, to donate. What we do have is a lot of clothing that's in good condition. It's just been outgrown because kids right. grow like weeds and we got two of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we were able to find a church here that was taking clothing donations and toys and stuff like that. So we donated, I think, it sounds bad when I say it this way, but it's the only way we've really got like the big bags, trash bags, yeah, <laughs> full of clothes. I think we got like five or six of them that we donated. That's awesome um, to help. But um, I did find a, a link here, and it's and it's it's like a repository of places. Yeah, uh, it's way too long for me to get into uh but if you want to throw a link up on i'll put a link to this place on our facebook groups page yeah and anybody that wants to can go check it out but there's a lot of information on here a lot of places that you can donate to you can paypal you can cash app you can yeah uh mail stuff so there's a lot of stuff here that you can if you want to help out and and the Red Cross is on here. It's one of the ones on here. But there's a lot of places on here that you can send aid if you're interested in that. Something too, um, something that kind of pleased my heart, and I'm I'm pulling it up right now. It um, one of the the girls that I graduated with whenever I was going through Midway. Um, she posted on her her Facebook page because. She okay. So one of the the communities that was hit really, 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 really hard was Whitesburg, right? Yeah, that was Whites- one of the worst. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's where she lives. She's a seventh grade language arts teacher in Whitesburg. Okay. Um, and so she was. Um, she pretty much they lost everything in the classroom. Her all of the books for her students, everything was gone. And um, so she posted a. A screenshot earlier today. I want to say it was earlier today. If it wasn't today, it was in the last couple of days. By the way, hi, Brooke, if you're listening. Um, it was an Amazon. It says, um, Brooke, I hope this helps you begin to rebuild your classroom library. All of us at Scholastic are sending you our hopes and best wishes. Um, Amazon is sending her like an almost a, a, like a library of books. And then scholastic center and another $200 to start building her library back up for her students, Oh, nice. which was awesome. 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 Um, 
so yeah, and it was Robinson Elementary in Perry County, the one that I was seeing all of the pictures of. Um, it, it looked like in the pictures, the, the side of the building was no more than 20 feet from the, the edge of the river. And when that river swelled, the entire school was, it, the water was up to the windows. And it was like, I think whenever they actually got in and you could see the inside of the building, there was something like four inches of mud entire school like everywhere so it's crazy crazy and the pictures of, of like their football field and things like that soccer field where the only thing that you could see was the top bar of the goals it was it was insane um but yeah there's a lot of damage a lot of damage out there and it's going to be rough over the next you know few months even because you know i was looking at this too so this is what the first full week in August. Today is the fifth. Yeah, um, we're only about six weeks away from some cool weather. Hopefully, September typically Labor Day or right, right thereafter is. I mean, the nights start getting cooler. Sixties. I would say not until November. Personally, <sighs> yeah. I mean, the For days my are. Taste. Yeah. Well, yeah. The days still will be warm, but we start getting those crisp nights pretty soon um which means these people don't have a whole lot of time to get things put back together the you know they're they're up against the clock and uh our thoughts go out to you guys and if there's any any way that we could help you know donate reach out (laughs) donate uh material stuff if you've got kids that about growing their clothes there's people that could use it Yep. Don't if trash you, it. If you have things, you know. If you've got things, anything, money, whatever you can spare. Yeah. I, I just posted a link onto our groups page. Uh, there's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of options for ways that you can contribute. You know, it seems so. like Kentucky's been hit pretty hard with those December tornadoes back this past, you know, winter. Uh, yeah. I mean, in we, Western I, Kentucky and then Eastern Kentucky gets the flooding. That's, I mean, that's two big hits. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's kind of everywhere. It really is. I mean, it really is between wildfires right, and yeah. droughts. The wildfires out west and the droughts out west, and yeah, you got Lake Mead at its lowest level in history. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, you know, you come over to the east, you've got flooding, you've got tornadoes, you've got yeah, uh, hurricanes. I've, I so. read the other day about invasive. Like insect species now that oh, are yeah, the murder the murder hornets the murder hornets remember those yeah, that were a thing those. for like a week last year yeah I remember I remember the murder hornets the one that I've, I'm hearing about now is um, effectively on the Tennessee Kentucky border we're now seeing fire ants so they're making <sighs> their way north um, I got so, some family that lives in Texas and I went down there and let me tell you you don't want to mess with fire no, ants no I made the mistake of kicking a, a mound one time whenever I was a kid down in Florida my great uncle used to live down there and. Man, those things went everywhere. Oh, yeah. And they I hurt. mean, I have scars on my legs <laughs> yeah. from when I went to Texas. It was late at night, and I was standing out in the yard talking to some people, and I didn't know. And bam, bam, bam. Oh, dude, all of a sudden, my leg felt like somebody was driving nails in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, you, there's a fire ant hill right there. You got too close to it. Come on, come on. And they started spraying me down with a water hose. Yep. And uh, man, I have. It's like they're like bees. Oh my god, it's worse. It's terrible. I, uh, I've got, like I said, I've got scar because they got on the bottom of my feet. Oh, they got yeah because I was wearing like sandals. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, dude, it was so bad. <laughs> so those, yeah, so lovely. Those things are like just south of us now. We're well, talking, I will you say, know, if you want to try to be the positive guy, right? There are some positive aspects to fire ants. They eat everything. So like, we won't have to deal with the other pests, right? No ticks. Well, that would be nice. No fleas. Yeah, that yeah, a little uh, that little uh, Lone Star tick that's getting people now, where you can't eat meat. Yep. He'll be gone. Fire ants will eat him. <laughs> they eat everything, man. They don't care. Silver lining, dude. I can always count on you for the silver I lining. Try. I try to stay positive. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard, but I try. There's, uh, but yeah, they will. They'll eat everything. Like Tim, <laughs> my older daughter likes Tim Hawkins. Yeah. He's a comedian, Christian comedian. He sings. He does like silly covers and spoofs and stuff. And he's got a song that one, allegedly one of his kids wrote. And it's talking about, oh, you're a pretty baby bird. You're such a beautiful baby bird. But you fell out the nest and you broke your wing. So I'm going to feed you to the fire ants. Fire ants. Gosh. My goodness. It's, yeah. It's funny. Sorry. Oh. Uh, but try to swing things back to a little more positive note before we end, because I don't want to end on a downer. No. Um, I'm kind of becoming a sucker for TikTok. <laughs> I can't and, do it. I cannot and, do it. And I guess I'm on Food Talk. Yeah. And I'm on Food Talk and D&D Talk. Now, D&D, I could do. Those are my talks. Yeah. Okay. And I saw this recipe, and normally I look at them like, yeah, whatever. Okay, skip. But this one was so easy. <laughs> so I was like, I can make that. Like I could, I can make that and try it. Yeah. And I did take a little uh, creative license with it, but the it's it's a Mississippi mud roast, <sighs> pot roast. Yeah, is what the recipe is, and it calls for a chuck roast. Okay, about three pounds. A packet of au jus seasoning like that like, dry mix yeah like the powder like the little like the little gravy packet. packets yeah, yeah. like the little packet at the, at the grocery store Ozu mix a packet of ranch seasoning mix not the ranch dressing mix the ranch seasoning mix some butter yeah. and a jar of pepperoncini sliced pepperoncini peppers now my kids won't eat anything spicy whatsoever so like, I saw are they those kids that ketchup is too spicy? Just about almost. <laughs> so I subbed in banana peppers for the pepperoncinis because yeah. they're similar flavor profile. Slap dry. Slap the chuck roast in your crock pot. Cut up about a half a stick of butter and slices and sprinkle around. No salt or pepper or anything like nope. that. Okay. Chuck roast, bam, right in the crock pot. Yeah. Right on the bottom. A little bit of pepper on top, or a little bit of uh, butter on top. Okay. Rip open your Azu seasoning mix, sprinkle it around on top. Rip open your ranch packet seasoning mix, sprinkle it around on top. Dump in your whole jar of sliced pepperoncini or banana peppers, whichever you buy. Slap a lid on it. Now, when you say a whole jar, I buy them by the gallon. No, no, the little jars on the shelf, okay. like by the olives. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, that size. Yeah. I don't know what the size is, but. A, it's it's the little jar on the shelf by the olives. <clears throat> slap slap the whole jar in there. Crank the crock pot on low for about five, six hours, and you're done. That's it. 
And it came out I was good. Like, I was like, hell, I can cook that. It came out good. It it packs a wallop of flavor. Yeah. And I hate banana peppers. Okay, so okay, but, but now, you don't taste banana peppers. Here's but my it, question: How much ranch flavor? Because I don't do ranch. It, it doesn't taste like ranch at all. Okay, it's, I can do it's that. Then. Salty and like acidic, tangy. Oh, that would be good. But it's not. And I would maybe cut the ranch packet in half because I think that's where the salt came from. Could have been, yeah. Because <clears throat> it's really salty. So I would maybe cut that ranch packet in half. Okay. But other than that, man, I've been eating this for like three days now. <laughs> I just take it and put it on. I heat it up, put it on bread, and eat it like a sandwich. It's good. So I I posted on Facebook the other day, um, and I don't I guess I didn't re, I, di, I didn't expect the responses that I got, but I did get a lot, like overwhelmingly, a lot of responses. But it was just like, I thought it was just a funny little thing where I, I, I basically, I said, I'm at the point in my life where new appliances excite me. I'm good oh, yeah. with that. I'm, I, I'm super stoked about a new appliance, right? <clears throat> and so like the first thing out of the gate, my neighbor, he's like, so what'd you get? <laughs> and I'm like, new washer dryer. And he was like, I know where I'm bringing my clothes. <laughs> so I was like, heck yeah, come on, dude. So um, we bought an instant pot the other day. Love them. And I had never used, I mean, I had used a pressure cooker way back in the day, like oh, just yeah. a straight up old school <laughs> thing with, the, with the jiggler on, yeah. you know, the um, and made the mistake even like of taking the jiggler off one time without like releasing the steam without letting it cool. Yeah. There was like um, rib juice on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That is not cool. No, no, don't do that. So, but um, yeah, so we put, I, I, I've made a couple of things in it. Um, I did wings in it one day. Because I got the one with the air fryer too, and they were pretty good, not bad at all. Um, but um, I did a, a pork roast in it with all the the fixings, and that that turned out really really good. So I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna like this thing. It's handy. I've I'm in a pinch. Had to take, like, oh, we need food. We have, you know everybody like we ate now. Yeah. From frozen because nobody had the foresight to. Thaw anything out <laughs> from frozen a pork roast in about an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's pretty. It's pretty quick. Yeah, that's pretty good eating. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> so it, it comes in handy. They are really handy. I and I love my instant pot. Yeah, I, 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 really I think like I'm gonna it. like this thing. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be an interesting thing. I'm looking forward to to chili in it. Because it's got that slow cooker mode, so I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that's gonna be nice for, for a big pot of chili. Just throw it on there, throw the lid on it, and be done. Come and get it whenever I get home. That sounds good. <laughs> and speaking of TikTok, yeah, I learned something else. Yeah, yeah. I never have. Apparently, I've never known the proper way to eat flats on wings. Okay, you got you got drumsticks and you got yeah. flats. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm curious on how to eat them. So there's two different methods I've seen, and they're pretty equal in popularity. So break the end there's, off one. That's one. Yeah, that's one where you where you just kind of hold one end the the two little like wishbones. Yeah. You pinch them real hard, and then and then you bite and pull. Yeah, and just kind of basically suck all the meat off the bones that way. Right. The other way 
is to turn the flat sideways in your mouth and bite it right in the middle. Not, not all the way through, just bite down on it a little bit. And then you grab your fingers on each side and you grab one bone on the left side and the other bone on the right side and pull. Oh, and you'll just, that's a game changer right And you'll there. just pull the bones out. Oh, that's a game changer and right there. Just, <laughs> and then, then you've just, got the wing in your you mouth. Chicken in your mouth. Oh, my gosh. Got to try it. Yeah. Have to so try it. I'm, next time see, I have wings, I'm, I'm a flats it. guy. I'm not a drumstick guy. I'm a drumstick guy. I'm a flats guy. So if we buy wings, yeah. we're going to be good because yeah. I'm all about the flats. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen the problem I have with the way you're talking about it that I've seen people do with the flats is I always wind up with a gristle. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering how that's going to work when you pull. I mean, it's going to be the gristle on both ends at that point, right? Well, so. but if you pinch hard on the end, maybe I'm you can you might, hold the gristle. Yeah. I'm thinking you might hold the gristle out with it. Maybe. Well, again, we're going to have to try this. But it was interesting anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then we had a big day with the family. In the Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. We, we went, went to the, our own little private petting zoo. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And and took them out for like a country like lunch and in like the old school bait shop. You yeah. Know, bait store. Yeah. Yeah, went to the old little country store and had us sandwiches and lunch. And see, those are those are good days. I stopped down at Davis Grocery the other day and got me a turkey sandwich and uh, chips and a big you know big tea. Right. And the old lady that's there, Grandma, God only knows what her real name is. Everybody knows her as Grandma. She is a hundred years old if she is a day. I'm telling you right now. Right. She's all a four foot two, <laughs> and. Every time that she makes a sandwich, she licks her fingers. I'm thinking if she's a hundred year old, there ain't nothing that woman's got that's gonna kill me. <laughs> that's true. And I'm gonna tell you, she makes the best sandwiches in the county. <laughs> Bar none. They are awesome. Look, a pound and a half of meat on every one of them. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> so what do you say? We're gonna call this one? Let's call it an episode. We've got one more. And then we hit yeah. 50. Yeah. And I think we've got a little something planned for 50. We're not going to say much about it. Yeah. But uh, there might even be um, a supplemental media source to go along with it rather than just yeah. hearing our beautiful voices. You can yeah. see maybe our beautiful faces. Yeah. You'll have to keep an eye on the group page on Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah. And that... Uh, group page, the address up for it is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Two Minds Podcast. You can find us there. Shoot us a message. Drop us a line. Make a comment. Any of those things. And we will be throwing that link up there for donations as well. So, Yeah, it's already posted the link for awesome. donations for Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief. Good man. Good yeah. man. And uh, you can find us uh, Facebook. We got Twitter. Yep. At Two Minds Podcast. You can hit us up on there anytime. Tweet at us publicly. Send us a DM. However you want to do it. That's all good. Gmail. If you want to give us a, uh, shoot us an email, Two Minds Podcast at gmail.com. That's T W O M I N D S Podcast. P O D C A S T. All one word at gmail.com. That's a mouthful. It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I got that out. Yeah. You did good. You did well. <laughs> And uh, what was the last thing? We got one more thing there. Yes. We got, uh, if you want to find us, there's a host yeah, site that, that has us, twominds.podbean.com, or find us on Spotify. Search either Jason yeah. Claywell or Jeremy Ham. Yeah. Put those in quotations. Um, 
Two Minds Podcast. We love to hear from you. Yeah, reach out. And I'm disappointed. The only people, as far as I can tell right now, there's only two people. So we, we had our episode where we talked about crazy little things happening.